Hello, Internet. My name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. Welcome to Screen Verdict's international podcast number three. Yes, we're here. As we fight technology (laughs) in order to be able to bring you our opinions on Monsters University. Yes, and I got to see an advanced screening of Monsters University. I know last week you had a story, Jonathan... Where you went, uh, where you went to the movies and you saw a big name in Seth Rogen. Yes. Well, I went to the uh, the Sydney uh, premiere of Monsters. Uh, they gave me free popcorn and everything. That's how fancy it was. <laughs> and, I don't know. <laughs> I maybe one up to you on uh, Seth Rogen uh, because in the cinema was David Stratton from At the Movies. <laughs> Uh, we love Dave Stratton. Apparently, you are the Dave Stratton of Screen Verdict. I, I'm the Margaret, and you're the David, I believe. I, I, oh, I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was the other way around. <laughs> anyway, this is what he did before the movie, right? He just stood up in the aisle for the whole beginning bit, like when everyone was coming in and stuff. Like he didn't. He, he like put stuff on his seat, and then he just stood up for the rest. I'm not sure whether it's because he likes to stretch his legs and he knows he's in for a, you know, 90 minute to a two hour sit down or if he actually wanted to get noticed by people. (laughs) Regardless, he was, there's some David Stratton uh, insider info. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Maybe someone called him Dave instead of David. I know he doesn't like that. Maybe he thought, well, the person behind him said it. So he's just, I'll I'll just stand in front of you the whole time. Um, (laughs) That sounds like something you would do. You're, you're definitely the, the David of the podcast. We like these uh, duo comparisons, but it's hard. Like, I, I don't think we ever establish who's who. Like, I still don't know who's whole and who's oats. Yeah. Well, we don't, you don't need Dave Stratton's review. You need the screen verdict review. That's what people are here for. Yes, definitely. So... Let's talk firstly about the state of Pixar because I think we were of the opinion this was the best film studio going around um, a a couple of years ago. They had had 11 films that were all box office smashes, critical hits, and I think in our minds all good films. I think Cars was our least favourite, but we pretty much enjoyed that too. Then Cars 2 came along, Jonathan, and what happened? It crashed. Excuse the car pu- car's pun. That wasn't even intended. It wasn't even just below the others to the point where it was a disappointment. It was so bad, it shattered your belief in the Pixar studio. And this was only to be followed by Brave, which I think did slightly better yeah. critically, but I liked even less. I couldn't stand Brave. I thought Brave was awful. So as a diehard Pixar fan, it's been a rough... <laughs> It's been a rough year for me, Matt. Yeah, uh, I'd agree. I think Cars 2 was um, just crazy. Like, into, like, why they made this car movie that into a spy movie. It seemed like they didn't quite know what movie they wanted to make. Uh, they were just trying to cash in on the Cars merchandise. Brave, some great animation there. An interesting world, but not that interesting a story. They've been off. But uh, I guess this has at least given them a second shot at redemption. They've doubled down. <laughs> well, they had a good run with sequels, 
until they ruined that with Cars 2, so they decided to go the prequel route. Now, I think this is the first prequel for Pixar. Uh, Monsters University set in the Monsters, Inc. world before the events we saw in Monsters, Inc. Now, did were you worried, given Pixar's track record, and given the fact that when we did our Pixar film rank, Monsters, Inc. came second, and was very close to getting that top spot. So in both of our minds, one of the best Pixar films, arguably the best Pixar film of all time, were you worried with them tackling a prequel given their past four? Well, whenever someone makes a sequel and you're a fan of the original, you want it to be good. It it, it always sucks when something is not as good as the original. You usually set your hopes or your expectations at that level. Here we have a very interesting situation where I love Pixar, I love Monsters, Inc., I want the sequel to be that good, but based on the last two films they've made, my expectations could be incredibly low. So I I, I say this a lot, you go, I I don't know what to expect. Actually, no, I don't really. Sometimes I just go, I expected this. Why didn't it do this? Or, yay, it did this. But this time, I really had no idea what to expect. It could be awful like the last two films, or it could be as good as it because when you set it in that world with those characters that we love so much it does have the potential to be great so i i don't think i've ever crossed my fingers so hard walking into a cinema theater before yeah monsters inc was a film that was robbed at the oscars by shrek for that first animated (laughs) feature i was very uh very excited to maybe uh them have a second shot at taking that prize uh so uh, I, I was very hopeful, but given the debacle that was Cars 2, um, I was very concerned, especially as they tried, I think, to make Cars 2 a bigger film, like blow it up, like, you know, have spy cars and flying cars and all this sort of crazy stuff. Flying cars are actually planes. Um, <laughs> 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 you know, they did have flying cars, the spy cars that had wings and stuff. Anyway, and I was worried that a prequel... The danger here is trying to make it a bigger story when really that would break the world because there's nothing... You can't believe that Mike and Sully got up to a bigger adventure before... <laughs> and I was I was really worried there'd be these big villains that they'd have to fight and like there'd just be this crazy adventure that it would be implausible to, uh, <laughs> to, to not have been referenced in Monsters, Inc. So that was my big concern. Yeah, you think if they travelled through time or fought dragons or something, like, everything would seem so mundane in Monsters, Inc. Like, oh, no, a little kid. Like, hey, don't you remember, like, at university, how we saved the world from that nuclear bomb? (laughs) Yeah. So that's what I was really worried about. So if they don't up the stakes, well, maybe they did, but... How do they entertain us in Monsters University? What's the premise of the prequel? Well, it's set in a college at Monsters University. Mike, as a little kid, uh, dreamt of being a scarer. He was left out. None of the kids liked him. He never had a buddy. Yada, 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 yada. So what Mike did was he... What what are you doing? (laughs) I, I can't be trusted to be n- around mirrors or cameras oh. cameras where I can see myself. 
Oh, okay. This is making for a worse podcast, but a better Google Hangout. We've got zero viewers in the Google Hangout. <laughs> maybe the replay. The ratings. Yeah, maybe the replay. So, anyway, regardless, uh, so they go to they uh, so they, so he's dreamt to go to Monsters University to be a scarer, and he's there. He rocks up. It's his first day of college, um, and he's all ready to be a scarer. Um, and I guess along comes uh, James Sullivan, James Sullivan, who also is in the scaring program, but is a bit cooler, a bit less studious, and they clash a bit. I guess that's generally the story. Yeah, Mike and Sully are one of the great film duos, and I guess you thought this might be a story of their friendship, but I guess it actually starts with a bit of a rivalry, because Mike's that sort of studious know-it-all and uh sally's just the the natural scarer that uh it looks like a scarer and everyone thinks yeah this is this is the cool guy in town and it seems like being a scarer is the best thing to be in, in the monsters world in terms of how cool your sort of uh various degrees that you can do being a scarer is at the pinnacle of the social ladder. Which makes sense because the scaring provides the power for the whole city. So, like, you know how idolized, like, uh, coal mine workers and... Um, nuclear uh, physicists. Electricity, nuclear physicists are in our society. It's sort of the same, this sort of celebrity status. Yeah, I was just walking past a, uh, a newsstand. They actually have those here in America. And uh, you, you just look at People magazine, and it's just full of uh, engineers and theorists, and it makes sense. I, I'm following their line of logic yeah. here. Yes, very much so. So what are the, some of the things you can do? So other than being a scarer, what is there to do at Monsters University? Does this look like a fun university? Is this where we would want to study, Matt? Well... I don't, yeah, it does seem pretty fun. It seems like there's parties going on. It seems like there's lots of clubs, quite a quite a competitive uh, group of clubs you can join. Uh, it looks like there's plenty of people hanging around doing things all the time. Yeah, I think I think it looks like a pretty good college. Uh, it seems like you can study also. The other course that I saw was you can fill up those canisters at Monsters. Uh, Monsters Incorporated. There's a canister <laughs> filling. Designing cans. Um, yeah. Something that I noticed about the university was the tests didn't seem very difficult. Like, I, I felt like if yeah. you just read, you know, like they say, what are the, these five things? And if you could just list five things, then that would be correctly answering the question in an exam. <laughs> I don't know if that was representative of the the university, Monsters University, or whether the fact that I was watching a kid's film? Well, I was worried about it being a a kid's sort of all-family film because you and me are huge fans of Monsters, uh, Inc. And because we were young when it it was on, like, but now we have been to college, we've been to university, and I was worried, and a lot of fans I think would be the same, I was worried that it would be a kid friendly version of university that we wouldn't be able to relate 
to it in, in our college experience. Were you worried about that? Hmm, I was a little... I would say I found... I would find it hard to relate to anyone that was in the cinema with me. I feel like the only people that were there were people under the age of 10 and people over the age of 30 who were hopefully their parents. It did seem like we were the only 20-somethings or even (laughs) teens. I would have taken teens, to be honest, in the cinema. (laughs) I was pleasantly surprised to see at the Monster University frat party there were quite a lot of uh, people drinking from red cups. <laughs> now, something that I noticed about Monsters University, something that might make me a bit less keen to go there, is I didn't notice any girls at Monsters University, Matt. Well, they've got quite a lot of frat houses. That's a big part of the show. That's a big part of the movie, I guess. You've got these five different uh, frat houses that are all competing at the scare games. And it's like, um, there's a few mixed teams, but there's like, seems like a, a, the hot girl rap house. Yeah, they, they were like female monsters. I'm not really into that. I don't know if that's oh, the, the kind of frat houses I want to be going to. Oh, oh yeah, I thought you meant like if we were monsters. <laughs> if we were monsters, they would have been really hot. Uh, yeah, Matt, perhaps it would make more sense if we assumed we were monsters. Uh, we might be not not so welcome yeah. as humans at Monsters University. Yeah, I'm a bit more like, as a human, a bit more of a flesh man than like a fur man when it comes to romantic <laughs> interests. <laughs> I don't have anything against scales. I'm just personally not that into them. So other than scaring and designing cans of for screams to be captured in, uh, was there really much of a course selection? Did, did they offer media and screen production that we did, Matt? <laughs> uh, I don't know. We didn't really get a good insight into that. Like, But I'm wondering, like, there were a lot of students there we didn't see in the scaring classes and we didn't see in the canister classes. So I'm assuming they were running other things, right? <laughs> You'd hope so. That's, that's a lot of rooms for people so, just designing cans, which seems to be a redundant course as, like, the cans seem to be designed already. Like, the cans seem fine. Actually, I guess there was the door exactly. people. Yeah, no, I didn't quite get that. Again, the doors, the doors seem to work fine. The doors already go through to human, human bedrooms. I don't know why they're trying to reinvent the door. Yeah, um, and the other thing with the door class is, like, they said they were designing the doors or something like that as well. Like, don't they have to make the door look similar on the human side? <laughs> like, are they just copying that? Are they just copying the human door? I don't know how the Monsters Inc. doors works. <laughs> it's like practicing camouflage, but then you add some of your own design and flair to it. You might not be so well camouflaged anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a big part of the movie, I guess, Jonathan, was the monster games, the scare games that they had. It seemed like they spent a lot more time doing them than the classes. <laughs> Now, I know you like a game, Matt. You uh, like Game of Thrones. I know you'd, you'd fancy yourself in a uh, competition of Survivor or Amazing Race. How do you think you'd go in the Monsters University Scare Games? I think pretty well. <laughs> the first challenge was you're just, like, sort of running over little spiky things. And I'm pretty agile. I'm pretty good at, like, hopping over things on, like, 
my tippy toes are not too uh, like cumbersome. The other one was just like walking in a library quietly. I reckon I could do that. I remember when we went and did our library podcast. I think we were pretty quiet getting to the room. <laughs> and the other like scaring kids, like that's pretty easy to do. <laughs> You work with kids sometimes uh, at youth group, Matt. Do you ever scare any of them? I'm going on a, a church youth camp the next week. How about I'll try to scare a kid? <laughs> this morning, I went to eat at a breakfast buffet. And as I came, I got some food. And as I came back to my chair, this kid was taking my chair for his table. And I thought that was funny because there was lots of other chairs available. And he, he took the chair that... I had my food in, in front of. And so as a joke, I went, I pretended I didn't see and I went to sit down where there was no chair and then fell over. And I was like, whoa, what happened to my chair? And I thought that, that him and his dad would obviously realize that was a joke. I was just being funny. But like the kid got really upset and the dad was really embarrassed and told the kid to give the chair back. <laughs> son, son, give, the, give that gentleman his chair back. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's great. Now, it's not just though, um, it's not just you being good at the games, because I think we'd be pretty good. It's being in the right team. Yeah. I think. It's a bit of a team sport. Which of the uh, fraternities would you want to be in the team of? Well, if I was a monster, I might want to be in, in the hot girls fraternity. Uh, that's, what I was, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like Sully and, and Mike's fraternity, Uzma Kappa, are not great. In fact, you might call them okay. <laughs> it seemed that then there was, there was, what, just like two generic fraternities and then I guess the main one, the Raw Omega Raw. Was, like, was one of them like the emo fraternity or something like that? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't pick that one. Yeah, I'm out. Something that was strange about the Raw fraternity was they were supposed to be, I guess, the coolest ones, the most successful ones, the ones that would be captain of the football team or the rowing team or whatever. But the second main person, he seemed to have a really bad lisp, as if he was really nerdy. I didn't understand that. I was like, yeah. I, I thought these were supposed to be the cool guys. Yeah. Maybe that guy, the cooler guys, just got a slightly uncool guy to join them, so he looks like even cooler by comparison. Yeah, like why I do the podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I okay, too shame. So, uh, <laughs> you teed me up there, Matt. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to be in the raw one. Not just because they're like clearly the evil one. They're a bit <laughs> Slytherins. But, um, <laughs> but also, also because um, I feel like you're constantly in that, in that one you'd have to constantly be proving yourself yeah you know like you'd have to constantly be showing them why you were why you were a good like person like you'd never get to take any leadership you like whereas you know like i'm not sure i'd go quite as low as okay kappa but at least that one like you're in there you're like you're like a god to that house like <laughs> i joined them and they like thought he was the bee's knees like they were all <laughs> over mike like so i reckon like the girl one would be the best one because they actually look like they're pretty good and you'd, you'd probably be able to rock up there and sort of take a bit of a leadership role. <laughs> so it sort of seems like to be in the PNK, you sort of have to look like 
exactly. This is the problem if I went out with one of those pink girls. Like, I'd get them mixed up for sure. <laughs> I would not know which hand to hold or anything <laughs> like that. I'd, it'd be a, a Frasier-like uh, like mix-up of mistaken identities and farce. <laughs> they probably wouldn't let us in. We'd probably have to join one of the guy houses. Oh, then there's jocks. There's the jocks. Yeah, I, I wouldn't fit in with those guys. I think I'd try to get in this pink house somehow. <laughs> That's the thing. Some elaborate wig-wearing scheme that is sure to <laughs> blow up in my face in comedic fashion. <laughs> and then I fall for one of the girls. <laughs> it could be a disaster. <laughs> then I've got to like, tell them why I've been lying to their... Like, their yes, it's, okay. it's Monsters University meets Screen Verdict meets Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, how I can turn my life into an awful movie. So, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. We've got to talk about this, Jonathan. Um, John Ratzenberger, the, the, the annual John Ratzenberger verdict. Which character did John Ratzenberger voice in Monsters University? Okay, well, it was the same character he played in Monsters, Inc. It was the Yeti. We did get a brief Yeti cameo. I don't want to spoil it, but I think Cheers fans will will like it. <laughs> and I, I, I gave it a big laugh. Yeah, but uh, for those who don't know, John Ratzenberg has been in every single Pixar film. He played uh, Cliff Clavin in Cheers, so we always like to give a shout-out to John Ratzenberger. Um, he's even stuck with Pixar, even through um, <laughs> Brave and Cars 2. <laughs> Okay, is it time to move on to our screen verdict for Monsters University? Yes. Okay, as we discussed, so much on the line with Monsters University. The legacy of Monsters, Inc., the state of Pixar. The film started off and I thought most of the jokes were landing. Nothing hilarious, but there wasn't anything too cheesy or, or, or unfunny like in the past two Pixar films. As the story went on, I thought it was very formulaic. There was quite an obvious setup and then story arc, and it never really subverted your expectations. It just sort of followed that cliched story. I thought some of the nods to Monsters Inc. worked. I think placing this in the timeline of the Monsters Inc. story and world worked well, and some of the relationships and um, you know, who would be a good guy or who would be a bad guy or who pop up in, in Monsters, Inc. That sort of worked. But I guess my problems with the film wasn't that there was anything really bad or that wrong. It just didn't really reach any great heights. It was generally quite funny, but never hilarious. The story was generally sort of interesting, but never completely engaging or completely original. So I think it was... A little bit middle of the road by Pixar's standards, but made watchable by some funny moments and some good characters and the Monsters, Inc. world that I like. So I think this was a better outing for Pixar than the last two films and was worth watching, but not at the great heights that Pixar have reached before. I'm going to give Monsters University a 7.5 out of 10. I think uh, when you're dealing with a sequel, uh, a sequel or a prequel, the uh, the tough thing to do is to stay true to the original world and the characters, but without repeating y yourself. 
And I think um, that this is actually a ground that, uh, that Monsters University uh, does really well. Um, you know, in Cars 2, I think the big problem with it was they try, they weren't true to the original world and characters. I think with the Hank 2, they just repeated themselves. They just made the same movie again. And I think through this sort of paradigm of a university story of these two sort of friends coming together throughout the course of a film, that's something new that we didn't see the first time, but it still fits perfectly with the Monsters, Inc. film. And I really appreciated that. I think it was um, in some ways a little predictable, a little cliche, but I think like it's really nice to see a good movie just about two friends and how a friendship begins and how um, people learn to, to be with, you know to, to depend on each other and, and have that sort of uh, not, a, not a romantic film where people learn that, but just a film of camaraderie. I think it's some sweet moments. And I also think like it was I, I, the scenes at the beginning where Mike really feels left out at school and things I thought were really sweet and really like, I think a lot of people can, I know I can relate to at times, like when I was going through school, feeling like I didn't fit in and things and sort of feeling on your own. And I could definitely, it, it, it hit some nerves, the film. Um, I think it was funny. I think it was sweet. I, I think it was really nice, but it wasn't. Didn't have the width of the first film. But on rewatch value, there won't be as much stuff I didn't pick up the first time. I'd guess as Monsters Inc. It wasn't as sweet as the first film, um, so it wasn't quite at level of the Monsters Incorporated. But I think it fits really well. But I would say Pixar on form would be my call. I thought there was some good verbal, some good physical comedy in there. I thought the Using Randall, they use Randall in a fun way, rather than trying to make him this big villain that he clearly wasn't until Monsters Inc. Uh, was a good move. So I will give the film an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. So semi good signs for Pixar, we'd say. Yeah, I'd say back on track. Now, where we've done a Pixar rank on this podcast. It was our first ever podcast. We have since added Brave to the list. And I'll quickly run us... Do you want me to quickly run us through the list, Jonathan, and we can decide where Monsters University will go? All right. Let's 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 go through the list, Matt. Okay. Uh, I'll go from top to bottom. Like People know the list anyway who have been to the podcast. One, <laughs> Toy Story 3. Two, Monsters, Inc. Three, Toy Story. Four, Up. Five, Wally. Six, Ratatouille. Seven Fox, Fighting Nemo, Eight Incredibles, Nine Toy Story 2, Ten A Bug's Life, Eleven Cars, and Twelve Brave, and Thirteen Cars 2. My initial reaction is better than Cars 2 and Brave. Definitely not as good as Ratatouille. So the question is how high can it go, whether it's above Cars, A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, or The Incredibles? Where, where in that sort of range might you be thinking, Matt? Well, I, 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 I do not think it's as good as Finding Nemo. So definitely below Finding Nemo. And I would say I think The Incredibles too, right, was better than Monsters University. Yeah. Is it better than Cars? Cars 1. I wouldn't be appalled if Cars was over it, but I think it's sort of in the Cars sort of territory. I might put it up what would you do? Yeah, I'd put it above the first cars. So then, is it as good as A Bug's Life? Okay. Oh, Bug's Life is very good. 
I'm going to say below a bug's life. Yes. Okay, so Monsters University has come 11th on our list. Is that its rank, Matt? Yes, 11th. It's bumped Cars, Brave, and Cars 2 down. We're going to settle it under a bug's life, which I think is fair. I think bug's life's a very good Well, there we go. That's uh, Monsters University podcast. It's, it's, it's Pixar back on form-ish. Nearly. Yes, they're back. I think they're back on track. <laughs> and, and look, um, I'm not sure if the listeners have been able to tell, but we did struggle uh, with a lot of technical difficulties. <laughs> so apologies if the, I don't know the sound's been a bit off or or something like that. Um, we've, I'll be know, have to. There'll be. I feel blind to this. I will definitely be editing out a lot of damn it and balls and stupid internets. <laughs> out of the podcast. You should have heard me, Jonathan, when the call's cut out. <laughs> I lost you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, uh, so thanks for your patience for the listeners of that. I think our next, next podcast will both be in Australia, right? I think this internet connection is a, a one-podcast-only type deal. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so get back safe, buddy. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll be uh, hoping you get a safe trip back, and I, I can't wait to see you. Yeah, I've been missing you too, Matt, but enjoying being over here. I got got some pictures of some things in Hollywood and some things at Disneyland which might relate to some screen verdict favourites, so uh, we might be posting that up on the page, page oh, soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, that's great. I went to Movie World and got a photo with uh, Bass at the Batman ride. Oh, nice. <laughs> Did you tell Batman that the uh, the well, final right, film in the trilogy was a disappointment? <laughs> we didn't see. We saw ba- ba- the the scarecrow came up to blow up the movie world. Well, the Batman arrested him. <laughs> time to chat. <laughs> yeah, who do you I'm think really Batman is? Just sitting around having time to chat to strangers. He's he's off saving the world, man. Yeah. Um, oh well, man. Have a safe. Thanks everyone for listening. Yes, if you've made it this far into the podcast, uh, thank you. Well done. Everything will be back to normal once I return to Podcast HQ. And uh, we'll see you guys then. Bye.